Dun, dun. Welcome to Intercepted. I'm your host, Jeremy Redpill. <laughs> and I have with me as a guest, uh, stupid fucking okay. Liz Franzak. Oh. No. Liz Franzak. Look, I'm doing a funny name for you, too. I fucking love you. Oh, Yeah. Wouldn't that be... Wouldn't that be crazy if I was like, I meant that? (laughs) (laughs) If I was like, that'd be fucking crazy if I was like, I love you. That would be crazy. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, fantasy's over, honey. (laughs) No, we got an episode to do. No. Oh, we doing? I thought I was just... You thought we were just hanging out? Yeah. I got the Zoom. So here's what I'm doing, fellas. (laughs) Because I have been made, like many of you out there in Radio Land, to sign quite a few NDAs in my time. Oh, boy. So what I've been doing is I've been carrying two Zoom mics, one in each breast pocket of my extremely large denim shirt. (laughs) And uh, I've basically just been going up to people and being like, hey, uh, check out this like pun on uh, Intercept Rider's name I came up with. Mm. And so that's what I thought we were doing. Oh, okay. But I guess Yeah, not. you're doing man on the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, this in fact is women in Young Chomsky's apartment. But um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I was gonna try to start talking again quickly, so you couldn't get that in there. Uh, Young Chomsky, please edit you saying that out. Uh, so we have an episode today. Oh, hello. Welcome to True and On. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? Say your name. I'm Liz. My, finally. My name is also Liz. <laughs> oh. Uh, Liz Belden. Liz Belden. <laughs> it's very weird sounding. I've been saying it a bunch. <laughs> Like in writing it on Liz Belden, Liz Belden. Yeah, you're putting, you're putting it in cursive with a little heart around the. Eye yeah, well, I'm your, just like, how would diary? it sound? Like Liz Belden. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, my name is Brace Belden, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and we are joined, of course, by our um, just absolutely just hairy. He's like, uh, I mean, God, I don't like. Where in the Mediterranean is this guy from? Uh, young Chomsky, who's not even our producer anymore. He he outsourced it. He literally just sits and looks at his phone while we record. This is the lines are going straight to Korea on <laughs> on broadband. Uh, but he's still technically our What's producer. What's the freelance hire app? Fiverr. Yeah. Yes. We got Fiverr. A, well, I've been telling people. So we actually do. So a lot of people have no name noticed that we. I got uh, someone got the true and out account suspended for a little bit mm-hmm. um, because they didn't see that I was constantly faving uh, certain gender selfies. Um, and there was like a break in that. It's usually pretty uninterrupted. Mm. Uh, but that's because I. So I pay this company in Egypt. Uh, <laughs> Called Farouk Zatar. Uh, it's named. It's a first name, and then it's also a name of a spice. Um, Farouk Zatar. They do social for us, so they do our Instagram, which is subscribers only. Uh, they do. It's just Liz. Uh, they do. Don't tell people that. It's just pictures of Liz. No, not, you don't do it. Farouk Zatar does. Uh, so we got Farouk Zatar doing doing Instagram. We got the Twitter. We have a Facebook group that is for the under 18. He's got us on Gab. Yeah, we got, we, oh, we're on Gab. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're also on some of the other ones like Mastodon. What's that other one? Ello. We're on Ello. What was the one? Wait, was Ello? Ello is, I guarantee whatever you're about to say, it was Ello. 
That was the one that's like, this is for artsy people? No, no. What was the one? Clout. I don't even heard Wasn't of that it? one. It was like a LinkedIn for... The fu- oh, was it with a K? Oh, was that, my, like that might be a Kardashian thing. It was thing. like some... It was like something that like judged how like how much clout you had based on your other social profiles. Oh, something. but it wasn't like itself a social. So- I think that was. I think I it just. Don't know. Yeah, they I think it just measured your friends. Like a thing. Uh, we are also, of course, on several message board drug forums. Um, something awful. Yeah. No, we're not. I didn't even know what that was <laughs> until like three years ago. Bodybuilding.com. In sure. fact, a member of our podcast is on bodybuilding.com, who shall remain nameless. It's me. It is me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and we are, of course, on Style Blog. Uh, we are, what's the, uh, we're on Women's Style Blog. And TikTok. Women's Style Blog UK. And yes, we're, well, I got, mm, unfortunately, we're banned from TikTok. <laughs> what, which, for what video? They, they don't like it when an obviously 30 year old man faves selfies on there, apparently. So mm. it's, yeah. It, um, okay, okay, okay. This has been fun, but let's. We got a long episode today. Yeah, we do. I'm sorry. I shouldn't. I, I've been taking up all our time with oh, my. Oh, it was fun. Talking about our. I thought it was very cute. Uh, People like you. the bits. Oh, you thought the bits were cute. Oh, okay. Um, Cool. No, just. Well, cool, we've got cool, cool. Uh, <laughs> a real interview today. I don't know. I had a lot of fun. We got to rip it in a rocket. We yeah. have our second ever in studio guest. Yes, second ever. Uh, Lee Fong. Uh huh. Talking. We're talking Bloomberg. We're taking the black pill. We're going full Bloomberg from yeah. here on out. Lee opens up the jaw of our listeners' audiences. Even though I'm talking to you, and this hasn't happened yet, this is what he's about to do, and just drops in the bloom pill. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I am definitely bloom pilled. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, I uh, so we're doing something a little different this time. Um, we have opened ourselves up to advertisers. And this is, we are advertised by uh, Bloomberg Mattresses. Um, They are, it's a subscription mattress service. You get a new one every six months. And that actually lets you have about two mattresses a year, give or take. Which is, yeah, that's more than I think our listeners have An incredible amount of mattresses. And here's the thing with mattresses, uh, ladies and gentlemen, as long as you don't stain them too much. Oh, God, I moved into a fucking, I'll tell you about this afterwards. I found, oof. Oof, this is why my girls have messy rooms. I found a dead rat wow. in a mattress, a baby dead rat. I was moved in this place in the Tenderloin where I lived with a baby and a lady who smoked crack 100% of the time, uh, who I also smoked crack. Uh, well, no, no, no. Her friend, she didn't smoke crack 100% of the time. Her friend that lived at our house with her and didn't pay rent smoked crack about 100% of the time. Uh, I had sex with one. I'm not going to tell you this one. Um, but... Uh, but uh, fuck yeah, I got another fucked up story about that house. Oh my too. god, please! But don't. Uh, I, anyways, this like fucking. I moved all my shit in while the other roommate was moving their shit out. Like this, the person whose room I was taking. Mm. And uh, first of all, I'm pretty sure she stole the F section of my record collection. Um, but uh, she, which respect, because I moved my records in. It was like a four stories up. It was bullshit. But I, she Is left that all her your disgusting. No, I don't have. I fucking hate Fugazi, dude. That shit sucks. No, it's Faith Void. I like, I, I put the F, yeah, it's stuff like that. Food Fighter. Uh, no, no, guys, I like punk music. Uh, and a Fairport Convention, who I do I do dearly love Fairport Convention. Fleetwood Mac, which you had for the ladies. Uh, no, uh, I do not. All girls have two things 100% of the time. Mm. Four Italo Calvino books on their bedside 
and uh, two Fleetwood Mac uh, records in front of the record player, sort of like out of the... <laughs> And eight other records. <laughs> and it'll be Tusk, so they think that they look smarter than they are, even though everyone likes Tusk. Not me. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, it's like, people act like liking Tusk is like a fucking big person. It's like, no, everyone likes that record. Everyone knows that's the best record. Yeah. This yeah. is not a thing, okay? Girls should get it more into Fairport. So anyways, this so this mattress, she leaves her fucking disgusting, filthy mattress there. And I'm like 19. I'm like, women are clean as shit, because they're always going to my house and being like, Brace. Why don't you make the bed? This is depressing, which I started doing about that year, uh, every day. Um, That's a good habit, Brace. Really good habit. Yeah. I highly recommend everyone it. Everyone should look. It. I sound like Dorian. It'll Peterson, change your fucking life. But you know what? He was right. Yeah. Make your bed. Yeah, it, it'll change your. If you don't make your bed right now, you start making a bed. It'll change your life. Yeah. Uh, in a very minor way, but uh, anyway, so <laughs> I'm I'm like fuck this fucking sloppy fucking Joe of a lady. Uh, left her goddamn mattress here. Disgusting. I mean, there are it a lot, lot of stains there, and oh, praise! I not all of them from pizza. I'm talking about, you know, I'm talking about. I don't want to. Uh, so although some were from pizza, which I, her friend told me, or her, the roommate told me. Anyways, uh, we start moving the mattress out. We start moving the mattress out, and we have to go sideways down this. It's a terrible apartment building above a oh, horrible little place in the Tenderloin. Start moving the mattress down the straight the stairs, and. Not oh. one, but three oh, dead like rats fall out of it at different points during the four-story journey down the stairs. Oh, like and after that, I was like, women? I, I actually invented cancellations to cancel women right there. Because that was, I don't, I'm just kidding. I, you're all very clean. But this lady was fucking gross as shit. If you're listening to this, what the fuck was up with that? I don't even remember your name, but I know you're still around. You date that shorter girl who's with the tight ponytail. You probably know her. Uh, she's blonde. Let's know. end this story. Anyway, so uh, we have Lee Fong with us today <laughs> uh, from The Intercept here to talk about all things Bloomberg. Yeah, let's let's uh, get the show on the road. Neoliberal. 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 Gotta get in the zone. <sighs> Exhale. Inhale. I'm just saying inhale. I'm not actually inhaling. Uh, welcome to Dark Money, true or not. Um, hello. We actually have, for the second time in true and on history, in studio, live, a, uh, a man. A man by the name of Lee Fong. That is uh, journalist at The Intercept. How you doing, Lee? Great. I really fucked that up. I like thought I was going to do it good, but no, I didn't get any help from Liz either. I thought you nailed it. Yeah, I thought it sounded good. Okay, Do then you... never mind. We're good. <laughs> uh, Liz, why is why is Lee joining us? Lee's joining us because we're talking Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Bloomberg Mini Mike. Mm-hmm. We gotta just call him Mini Mike. It's Do more, we have it's a number fun. on that? What height? Oh, it's like unclear, right? I've I I think it's like a five three five four. You're going five four, Lee. What do you think? You you're not gonna uh, come. I, no, yeah, I knew see, you weren't you know, gonna come. Physical yeah. Appearances, yeah. I'm not judging him on his physical. Physical. For the record, I'm six four. A lot of people think that's freakish. <laughs> yeah. Not true. I think and I'm many. Out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was we. I loom. Uh, uh. But you know, it's it's so Mike, you and I, simpatico. Um. But we are talking about a a rich motherfucker, right? Yes, Bloomberg. The reason we uh we wanted Lee to come on because he's done so much great reporting at the Intercept. Uh, for years about 
not just uh, Bloomberg's influence uh, in the Democratic Party and elsewhere, but also just the way dark money moves in different political mm, circles, arenas. Uh, and uh, yeah, he seems like the perfect person to have on. So thank you so much. For yeah, coming. I'm a fan of the pod. Thanks for having me. <laughs> cool. Oh, we, Good. Yeah, love You'll it. to hear that. <laughs> um, so, so, who is Mike Bloomberg? Uh, am I supposed to answer? I feel you, you should, should answer no, you should that. No, All right, here, Mike Bloomberg you. is uh, the former three-time mayor of New York City. I can't say he's reptilian, even though I'm Jewish, because it sounds a little weird. But he is animalistic in some way. <laughs> he is. He is. You get a bad vibe from him. I shouldn't go too heavy into the vibe stuff because I get a little mystical. But uh, I do not like Michael Bloomberg. He was famously. Uh, presided over a a like incredibly totalitarian surveillance system on his city's Muslim population, mm. and of course, as I'm sure you've heard in the news, presided over the stop and frisk program. Uh, Lee, can you tell us about stop and frisk for a second? Well, it's a program started in the '90s. You know, there was a tough on crime craze. Rudy Giuliani as mayor, but Bloomberg comes in, becomes mayor in 2002, and ramps it up. Insanely. So over the course of this program that was essentially taking police to high crime areas and then telling them to profile, we have the, you know, there's a lot of leaked um, messages, secret recordings showing what the lieutenants were telling people and just like kind of it was obvious just if you looked at the data. Yeah. Five, something like 5 million young men, 90% black Jesus and Latino Christ. who were being profiled. They were seen in these neighborhoods, thrown up against a wall. Um, frisk for weapons and you know in a lot of cases this was just clearly humiliating that they had you know obviously their rights violated and uh, the data also shows that it wasn't very effective you know maybe one or two percent of those folks had weapons but the vast majority didn't yeah well one or two percent is incredibly low for that I mean that's like Jesus certainly Christ. not enough to justify the program. No, no. And and he is he's since been saying that of course he he once he realized that the program was out of control or it was, you know, he kind of changes exactly like why he realized it was bad, but he says that he uh he walked it back by 95%. Yeah, but, that's a lie. That's just a straight up lie. Yeah, uh, of course it had increased uh, over what was it seven times? Yeah, seven times since he took over, and it started getting dialed back because there was a number there were a number of lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it violates the constitutional yes, uh, rights yeah, of yeah. the folks who have, you know, you can't, there's no undue search and seizure, you know, that's clearly what was happening here. And they were losing these cases, increasing negative headlines, and then you started to see it taper off. Where it really started to drop was when you got a new mayor. Yeah. Not, yeah. not from any change from Bloomberg. Yeah. My understanding, too, was that one of the, with one of the cases, like, I mean, he was in a press conference, like, directly attacking the courts for their decision uh basically saying you know that that stop and frisk was unconstitutional like he wasn't like walking any of it back. no 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 he, he, he had a hour it's on youtube yeah, you know, yeah. The, yeah. he has an hour-long press conference being like we're gonna fight this you know he's, he's with police brass you know up there with him with his lawyer and saying we're gonna fight this we're gonna continue we're gonna keep people safe and really the courts are gonna I mean more more new yorkers are gonna die because we're gonna have more crime without right. this amazing so you know we've seen the other kind of uh, recordings over the years. He goes to Aspen Institute. You know, he's, he's gone on the radio defending this. He's only really changed his tune in the last month and a half since he's you know, <laughs> yeah. running for president. I know. It's really astounding because, like, there's a... I mean, in pretty much every 
part of this campaign, you can like look at something that Bloomberg said like a year ago that was the polar opposite of what he's saying now. I mean, I, I think the like, we're probably going to say not the kindest things about Bloomberg on this, no. but I kind of like this is the one part of Bloomberg I like. You just he just like. He just blurts out what he truly believes. Yes. Not, this is yeah, the politician yeah, yeah, yeah. talk. And it's yeah. like, you just look look up anything, and it's like, oh, this is exactly what he believes. Exactly. He says it, and he says it over and over again in the most ham-fisted way, but it's the honest way. It's what he yeah. actually believes, which a lot of politicians shield like they're, you know, they train for this their entire life, and they never say what they actually believe. Bloomberg, Bloomberg says what he believes. And it's like, you know, we listen to any Republican who blames the financial crisis, the housing mortgage meltdown on lending to people of color they say it in like with the perfect yep. you know calibrated talking points oh it's the cra the community reinvestment act and you know these these you know bad lending practices that were forced on the banks mm-hmm. but when you ask bloomberg he says the exact same thing but it says it honestly which is we got rid of redlining and it's like okay that's the racist version but it's also the honest version that's what yes. the other republicans mean to say but they use these finely crafted talking points yeah, I noticed. It, I was, I was, I was reading about his Goldman Sachs speech, uh, like you know that audio for that just leaked or whatever. Uh, and I found it astounding that he he introduces himself as he said he's one of their peeps in his like first sentence. He's like, hey, you know, it's uh, I'm I'm glad to be here among my peeps here. These, these are my peeps. <laughs> Which is just fantastic. You know what? You could never catch anyone else saying that to a room full of Goldman Sachs people. It's fantastic. Hillary might have. Well, no, she wouldn't have. That's the thing. <laughs> she also would do it in the, like the yeah. couch in the smoke speak or whatever. Or I may not be this. your peep. Yeah. But. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's 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 fantastic. So he he's rich as yeah. well, right? Yeah, just to you know, brief explainer. He's a guy who's a banker. You know, he rises up to partner level in the 70s at a major bank. That bank merges with another bank. He gets actually laid off. He gets a severance check because he was partner, equity partner. Mm-hmm. $10 million. He partners with Merrill Lynch mm. and creates uh, essentially a, a tech company, a software company that's a chat room, essentially. Yeah. And it's a chat room, because this, this is the 80s, doesn't exist before, for traders all over the world to chat with each other and directly uh, message each other about you know selling bonds or equity or whatever. And it's a, it's a great idea. It takes off. Um, it makes him a lot of money. And mm-hmm. as that money accumulates, he buys back shares. And, and right now, he's the 88% owner of Bloomberg LP, which is still essentially just a gigantic chat room for yeah. traders all over the world, although they've added new functionality. You know, you can get some proprietary bond information there. They've, got a, they've added like a money-losing media component where there's Bloomberg TV yeah, and Bloomberg Radio, and, 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 Bloomberg Yeah, Business News, Week, you yeah, know, yeah. City Lab is now part of it apparently. Wait, yeah. Business Week's part of it? Yeah. Huh, okay. So, um, all of this is, is added to it, you know, um, whether you're a hedge fund or a bank or institutional investor, you pay twenty two, twenty five thousand dollars a year for one of these terminals mm-hmm. or, you know, the software login. Um, and he's made a lot of money. He's made a lot of money. Sixty billion, sixty two billion dollars? Something like that. Yeah, they keep he's revising like the, it. He's like the ninth, eighth or ninth wealthiest person in the world. Yeah. So uh, I mean, just in the world, like just to like get some perspective, like top ten wealthiest person in the world. Yeah. Running for president. It's just astounding. And like for to for comparison, Donald Trump, like they're not even sure if he has a billion dollars, right? Like it's in dispute. It's like yeah. in dispute. Yeah. So like this is a lot of people. You know, there are many ways to compare the two. 
But in the realm of money, I mean, he's in a whole nother no, Trump universe. Trump is a pauper compared to Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, especially like, yeah, in, in terms of what he can spend on a campaign. I mean, and there's no, there's no competition with the terminal, right? Well, it's the, like basically. Yeah, there's um, Reuters has mm. um, a little bit of the market share of something similar. The wire service? Yeah. Mm. What um, the fuck? But and then also there's a startup in Palo Alto that's, you know, trying offering. To cut in. You're trying to cut in, but essentially they dominate this market. Which is again the the essential function is just basically a chat room, um, and you know a few other things, but yeah, basically but just like, a chat yeah, room. But like a, Reddit's going to take over. It's like the most important chat room if you're a rich, you yeah. know, finance Wall Street person. So that's why buying into it is is kind of worth the money. Yeah, I was I was going to say because it's the problem I guess with a startup competing with this is that everyone's on the Bloomberg terminal. Yeah, and it's a it's a kind of matter of prestige. If you've got mm. a lot of money and you want to trade stocks or whatever mm. or you know doing these, these high level deals and you don't have access to the chat room yeah who are you a little you know? pathetic yeah. yeah yeah so i just like he's i i mean he is like a cartoon monopoly man yeah <laughs> like he i mean he he literally owns the monopoly unclear if he can grow facial hair but yes <laughs> um unclear if he would look good with a monocle too yeah but uh i can see it I could. I, I literally could see it. I did, remember, actually, remember the guy who dressed up as the Monopoly man yes. in the congressional hearings yeah. during the tar. I think it was like the, during the tarp hearings or whatever. It was yeah, I, I will say like Bloomberg would look fantastic with a monocle. Like if he did that, I w- it would be over. He should play the penguin in the like you know mm. gritty version. Penguin that's is out. penguin is is there a gritty penguin? That's just my no, idea. It's like Joker oh, universe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. got to be like some gritty NRX. It would, rock if it was fucking bloomberg but so well uh, like it's let's talk about how he governed as mayor too because this is like a big you know there's a lot of talk about him buying influence and obviously he is very influential on wall street for one i mean all those guys know his name and they they use a product with his name on it um but how did he like what would his sort of governance style kind of give us a does it give us any clues about how he's he's gonna campaign or if he's elected somehow govern well, I think there's two aspects of this. One is his ideology, which we can talk about for a while here. Yeah. You know, he's basically, he wants Singapore. And he said that. He's yeah. gone to Singapore and says, I want this for America. Yeah. Where he, you know, he's not interested in civil liberties. He's not interested in democratic process. He is interested in well-functioning infrastructure mm-hmm. with, you know, quick decisions, a powerful executive, public health, you know, for for what it's worth. Singapore does have good standards in, in public health. Mm-hmm. But then also, you know, a crackdown on, on, on media, uh, you know, violating people's civil liberties in terms yep. of keeping people safe, quote unquote. Um, and, you know, this is, I guess, the other kind of one benefit for Bloomberg. If you agree with his ideology, he is good at ramming it down uh, the throats of the city legislature yes. or Congress. You know, he, he essentially bought his way uh, into advancing his, his, his agenda. He bought off the city council. He bought off right-wing groups. He bought off left-wing groups. He, mm-hmm. he bought off white identity groups in Staten Island in, in terms of like funding the local, you know, crazy Staten Island Republican Party. Yeah. He bought off identity groups in terms of Harlem and Brooklyn that were more associated with the left. Yeah. And and he also played both sides in terms of, you know, funding uh, the Republican Party in the state, the Independence Party, and the Democratic Party. So he could neutralize opposition and move things along. So if you, if you like Bloomberg... He could probably do this as president. He could actually probably buy Congress and move maybe yeah. in a positive sense an infrastructure bill that any other Democrat couldn't get passed, but then a whole lot of other stuff that yes. might, might not yeah. be popular yeah, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the left. Yeah, uh, yeah. The sing- I, that, that is, I've heard that mentioned about him before, like how he really like upholds Singapore as this model. And I've never been to Singapore. Um, it's a giant mall. Yeah. yeah. 
I've heard that there's like that also they have weird sex stuff there. Like there's just like porn. Well, it's like gig economy, but for sex work. Like the what economy? Gig economy, but for I mean, you know, it's kind of all sex work. Well, but I'm saying it's like it's yeah, 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 and and basically corporatized. You know, like um, it's a weird. I mean, it's like the sort of like uh, you know. People call a lot of people like neoliberals or whatever, but Singapore like really is the kind of like authoritarian, well, yeah, that's like neoliberal like city state ideal. Yeah, yeah. and, and you know Bloomberg ways. didn't change the arc of inequality in New York. You know, probably uh, injected it with a lot of momentum. And Singapore is the same way. Like you know, they've got massive housing projects. You can go there if you're a wealthy mm-hmm. American investor. They pay basically no capital gains, no income tax, yeah. and it's a playground for the rich. It's very comfortable if you're a wealthy person. In many ways, he kind of emulated that for Manhattan and New York. Yeah, well, there's famously the Manhattanization or whatever. Yeah, they did yeah, say that about San Francisco. That's also happening here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would say, too, that like it's also it, it's not just like national bourgeois. I mean, it's like an international uh, like bourgeois playground in a yeah. way. Yeah. And like that's also really key to like Singapore, I think, in that it's become a kind of like hub. It's for... cosmopolitan, you know, exactly. Yeah. Folks but come like in and... without, with like, but for the rich, it's like with no national like boundaries, basically. Right. And no free speech rights. Like, you yep. get, you well, get, yeah, you get arrested if you criticize folks on YouTube. Yep. You know, it's the same yeah. political party that founded. There was that, Singapore, like, that, that it's never, you know, never lost an election. Basically, they've always held the presidency. And yeah, that they arrest teenagers for like talking. What were they talking about? It was like the kid. It, it was wasn't like, in politics per se, right? It, it was like kind of political, but it was just like a teenager being like funny. I think, yeah. I think it was like a comedy being thing. rude. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. He was being rude, which is respect. Your yeah. teenager, please be rude. Send him to Gitmo. Yeah, exactly. I mean, basically, Bloomberg is like the accelerationist cyberpunk candidate. Yeah, that's what I would say. That's he true. would like he's Nick Land's candidate. Well, <laughs> he's it's gonna accelerate us. Into I, I have a feeling that that certain he's sectors. Get in oh yeah, yeah. he's the black pill candidate. Oh, I, totally. I've actually seen some of the the very black pill people talking about him in those terms. In all seriousness, yeah, I could um, see it. Well, it makes sense. But well, I was I, talking about this today. I think it actually, if you don't like the two party system, which I don't know how you guys feel about it, but like I know you love it, so this is controversial <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you don't, we're in, we're in San Francisco, it's a one-party system yeah, here. Yeah. But like, if there is an accelerationist candidate that makes people kind of snap and realize, just like with a lot of these endorsements of Bloomberg, and their people are realizing, hey, wait, my mayor is actually kind of right-wing, even though they're a Democrat. Yeah. Like what? We're going to see a, a a country that is run by you know maybe Ivanka Trump on the right and Michael Bloomberg, a former Republican. Democrat on the yes, left, right, and yeah, people right. are going to be like, "Wait a second, maybe we have a structural problem with the way we vote." Yeah, you know? like yeah. maybe maybe this is bigger than just any you know episodic candidate. Yeah, and so maybe that's the one case for Boomer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean there is. No, like, I do think yeah. there is. It. I mean, I'm not going to say you know I'm not an accelerationist. I'm, but um, <laughs> I'm not either. But I'm just saying this is an interesting thought experiment. But it's already. You, I think you've already seen that effect though. Like even on like normies. Who not even like Sanders people, or even like Warren people. I mean, just like even apolitical people will be like, "Wait a second, Like talking about Bloomberg. Like, wait, this feels a little funny. Mm-hmm. Like he can just come in late in the game because of all his money, and now he's up here. Like, you know, it. it, it you do see people kind of like cock their heads a little bit at it. Yeah, I think that you know people know that the establishment runs everything. Yeah, the system's corrupt. But there's enough variables that keeps you know the focus away from the, yeah, the kind totally. of essential problem. 
So with Bloomberg, there's no variables. It's just one dude buying everything. So it becomes crystal clear. Yeah. It's a clarifying moment. Yeah. And like, to be clear, like, I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk about him buying a lot of things right now, you know, a lot of endorsements, support, et cetera, obviously ads and things like that. Volunteers, paid canvassers, etc. But he was doing that when he was running for mayor in New York too. Like he bought influence there the same exact way, like you were saying, and he basically bought himself a third term too. Yeah, he. You know, the first, if you just look at every Bloomberg election, each time is just insane. Yeah, and like even his quasi run for president in two thousand eight, which we can maybe get it to. But yes. like in two thousand one, you know. Giuliani was kind of hated. He got the the nine eleven boost, mm-hmm. but Republicans weren't very popular in the city. Mark Green, the Democrat, you know, controversial guy, but well liked. Mm-hmm. Everyone predicted that you know Mark Green would win. A month out of the election, Bloomberg was down twenty points, and uh, you know I was, I was just interviewing Mark Green the other day, you know, for for one of these stories, and he was saying you know, at, everyone outside the campaigns was saying we were going to win, but his pollsters were, were saying we're fucked because Bloomberg was spending so much money, over a million dollars a day, Jesus. that he ticked up in his you know, and approval what year rating. what This in 2001. That's, yeah. Every day. And so that, that 20% gap went 19, 18, 17, yeah. a day by day. I mean, I was I was looking, someone had posted pictures of like a, uh, a Bloomberg rally in, I think, South Carolina, and it was just this like really fantastic display of like pork and all this like, really good looking spread of food like yeah. way better i've been oh, to a yeah, lot of I campaign events yeah, yeah, yeah. usually i'll tell you what bernie the campaign events in nevada not not the best sandwiches i'll say that although you know they were honest uh this looked fantastic yeah. and it's like yeah of course you're gonna get people to fucking come he's out. giving people luxury housing yep. in manhattan there's like in the fec filings there's like over a hundred thousand or eighty thousand dollars on sushi. You know, it's Jesus, like, it's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah, I mean, if your campaign is getting you sushi, that is yeah. uh, that, that's so that's early two thousands New York too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ew, just him putting that little mouth in his. <laughs> but like, probably on like naked girls or something. Um, you know what I mean? But like, where is like so? But he has sixty two Bloomberg babes. Yeah, billion. <laughs> he has sixty two billion dollars, and like that can't all be from the from the terminal, right? It kind of you know this is actually in dispute. Bloomberg, you're, as a candidate, you have to file an ethics disclosure. It gives you kind of a baseline of your liabilities, mm-hmm. you know, your transactions, your income. He request you know he's ran so late. He announced so late. He requested an extension. So over half the country is going to vote before he has to file. Oh yeah, I'm, and he, he, that's you know, likely intentional. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you know, I, I, just, I have to get it ready. Oh whatever. yeah, he's like, I can't, you know, I can't just put it in. He actually talks exactly like this a sailor guy I know, which is really fucking jarring. But he, uh, he's like, I can't just put it into turbo. Ta- I can't do the voice. He said he can't put it into turbo tax. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sire. Obviously did his, and he has a lot of investments, so it's, it's probably bullshit. But you know, he hasn't followed his tax returns as everyone else has done, so we don't really know. Mm-hmm. But we do know that Bloomberg LP is a fountain of money mm-hmm. that it makes. You know, according to estimates, nine to ten billion. Its costs are more like three to four billion. So it's oh, it's, wow. it's it's making him a lot of money, and yeah, you know, he's he's a rich guy, so he's got lots of sophisticated investments that are exactly, probably yeah. juicing that. And if, if he's just invested in some tech companies over the last couple of years, that's probably helped too. Yeah. So you know, who knows? But Bloomberg is company is incredibly profitable. It's, yeah. it's a fountain of wealth. Yeah, yeah, and it's I I, I had seen you, you had written up. That his his money is managed by something called Willet Advisors. Yes. So Steve Ratner, um, political kind of 
operative in, in the New York scene. He's yeah, also he, a money manager. Well, he also, sorry to interject, yeah. dated Judith Miller when he was... Yeah, uh, fun, yeah. Fun fun fact. yeah he that was... A uh, he She's was a, a reoccurring character on our podcast, Judy Miller. Yeah. Oh, bless up. Uh, also, I think he Pour stole a bunch out. of money from like pension funds or something right, like that. Right, you know, like the... The other fountain of wealth is just stealing from pension funds. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Listen, listen, as a trade unionist, believe yeah. me, that that's one the is a little more noble. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, he was as like as what's you know what's happened here in California a ton. There's so many Calpers, Calsters scandals, yep. including like some recent, not that recent, but a few oh. years ago, some suicides of people who got yeah. caught. Yep. Um, and yeah, there, if you've got a hundred billion, sixty billion pot of money that's that's run by essentially volunteers that's an opportunity for some predatory behavior absolutely and new york second biggest uh state pension fund in the country so steve ratner was uh i believe convicted of, of some of this kind of bribery to get these these pension contracts yeah. and manage it for his private equity firm he never admitted guilt but okay, he and another yeah, should, guy okay, the other guy was there, convicted yeah. like okay. worse than him but he was also one of Obama's car czars, right? Which is, I'm sure, also a big opportunity for a little bit of skimming yeah. as well. well you know, Although this, allegedly, this not allegedly, you know. but like we we, we just don't know because these are all these investment vehicles are completely opaque. Oh, you know? oh yeah, yeah, incredibly. Like I can't even. I mean, fuck. It takes me so long to even figure out what half of these things do, let alone that's like, the point. What their money yeah. exactly? Well, so tell me, tell me about this. Well, oh, sorry, we, I interrupt you about rap. No, no, all good. That was extremely informative. Uh, so we don't know. So the, the tiny window we have into Bloomberg's money and his investment portfolio, we've just been scouring the country looking for documents. We got some documents from um, a bankruptcy filing uh, from an Oklahoma firm showing that his private wealth fund uh, run by Steve Ratner uh, made a big bet on uh, an, a fracking firm. Mm. So he's invested in fracking. And then another thing here is that uh, we... Obtained some documents from the Cayman Islands uh, through ICIJ. What's ICIJ? Uh, it's an event. It's the folks who gave us gave us the pa- Panama Papers. Okay, yeah. And so they did this series after the Panama Papers. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Paradise Papers. Yes. And a little bit less famous, but you know, huge, huge scandals from these documents. Uh, they got these documents from a law firm in the Cayman Islands that specializes in setting up these offshore funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kindly shared some of these with the Intercept. <laughs> and uh, the documents from a private equity firm called Sycamore Partners yes. shows that Bloomberg, along with some pension funds, uh, were major investors in Sycamore. And Sycamore is uh, a, a private equity firm that specializes in leveraged buyouts of retail. They've done this with over a dozen retail firms, mm-hmm. buying out companies like Hot Topic, yes. uh, like Staples, and then you know, uh, doing a range of strategies with Hot Topic. They split it into two companies and, and let kind of one deflate and the other... What was the one that deflated? Uh, I was think that Torrid? Uh, no, hot, no Torrid is going sky high. Yeah, because the Plus market is huge. I mean, wow. it, but there's the goth a lot of opportunity. Is still, goth is plus. back, though. This is outrageous. Well, if Sycamore Partners, if you're listening. Yeah, you got to listen. Call me back. And uh, yeah, so they're they're doing this. They just bought uh, last week. I don't know when this is airing, but recently uh, they bought Victoria's Secret. Yes. yes, this is actually airing right after an episode where we talk about Sycamore Partners uh, buying Victoria's Secret. So nice little follow up there. They'll probably do the same. Actually, is like split it up and like have the different divisions and see which one kind of peters out. Yeah, because they I think have like Victoria's Secret. There's like three divisions to Victoria's Secret, I think. And they were actually in in the in the sort of reporting on that 
talking about how even before the sale, they were planning on splitting it off into to a few different sections. Yeah. So, well, it's a way um, to get out of a bunch of like messy commercial real estate buys, basically. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. all of commercial real estate is like you know not doing so great right yeah. now. <laughs> ooh, I gotta. Ooh, that's not great for me. You know, I'm a big, a lot of, for those just tuning in, I'm one of the largest commercial landlords in San Francisco. It's sort of like a, we work never caught on here because I kind of had that market cornered. Um, and so he has invested in a lot of different things then. I mean, that's just like a teeny glimpse. Yeah, this is a teeny, like we're, we're doing what we can. We, we found, you know, some other investments in uh, Bank in London, you know, this, this big insurance company, holding company um, in the Caribbean that does a lot of life insurance policies here in the U.S., but again, this is probably just a tiny slither of, of yeah, his wealth. Yeah. Um, we're waiting to get more answers, but it's kind of crazy that almost half the country is going to vote, and we're seeing none of this disclosure where all the other candidates have to disclose. Well, it's 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 a little funny too because it's like, well, first of all, it's also a little funny compared to calls for Bernie to release whatever health records he has. And this seems a lot more pertinent, but it's also like, I mean. He, it's there's probably quite a few ways to get around actually fully disclosing a lot of this stuff, right? Yeah, no, that's funny you say that because this became this was a controversy ten years ago. Yeah, um, uh, the New York Observer publication mm-hmm. in New York looked at some of his investment portfolio and saw weird stuff. They're like, "Oh, you invested in some Cyprus oil company and some offshore hedge fund. What yeah. is this?" And they and then Bloomberg said, "Well, look, you know, we've got to chase returns wherever we can find them and." How are you going to besmirch the good name of people who live in the Cayman Islands? Who cares if they're <laughs> offshore? Yeah, and yeah, So he yeah. defended it, but he said, the, the, but the main point is, I'm disclosing, I'm following the law, it's all good. And then within a few years, all of these investments that were being publicly disclosed through his f- philanthropy started taking on these opaque names. So if you actually look at the philanthropy investments, which, which invest part of his, his money, yeah. they all have weird names. It's like 10, 11, 12 Investment Holding Fund, LLC. There's like 15 of these. Wait, it'll just be like number, number, yeah, number? Yeah. So all of the investment mm, that's publicly disclosed sign. right now is through these, these LLCs that huh. give you no information. Like, abs- yeah, it's not like, like... literally just creating shell companies like down a list, basically. Yeah, so like his claim that you know I'm fully disclosed, no. not true. Exactly. Yeah. And so like even potentially if he does like, you know, disclose whatever... Yeah, whatever I'll, make, I'll make a prediction here. I, when, we, when he does disclose, if he does disclose, um, we're just going to see a bunch of these numbers investment holding LLCs going yeah, down the list. Yeah, and he, I have a feeling he'll likely feign, like, I don't know, you know, well, I have a lot of money, a, goes you know, a lot of different places. It's a good question about how many reporters, you know, present company excluded, obviously, are going to be digging into these. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's the other thing is that a lot of media companies have some vested interest in, like, not reporting on this stuff. Sure, I mean, well, like, Bloomberg News is one of the best paid, if not the best paid journalism gigs mm-hmm. out there. You know, David Sirota pointed this out on mm-hmm. Twitter and got lambasted by this. But it's of like, course. look, I, I know so many journalists who have lost their jobs, who've been downsized. It's a crisis in America that thousands of communities no longer have a daily newspaper. Yep. People are desperate for mm-hmm. news. They need information. Even cities that are extremely wealthy, like San Francisco, the Chronicle's like this. You, you can't <laughs> oh, see my hands, but it's, it's tiny. He's you know? doing a little finger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, it bar- like they, there's some quality people at the Chronicle you know, I might disagree with some of their editorials, but some good people there. But there's just not that many of them. Yeah, it's not much. Yeah. So if you're well, and working all the in journalism, have been gutted. yeah, everything's gutted. So, you know, all the advertising money goes to Google and Facebook now, and there's no quality job. So if you want a job doing quality reporting, and Business Week does do great reporting, yep, and yeah. Bloomberg News does great reporting, yeah, do. and you want to get paid for what you do, 
There's literally just like one or two places to do it. And yeah. he has they one of them. can't report on the Bloomberg campaign. They can't report. And then the other folks need a job. Kind of. Exactly. They're reminding themselves, how much reporting do I really want to do? Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Even if it's even subconscious. Well, yeah. I think, I think too, they also promise, I believe, not to do investigative reporting on Bloomberg rivals, which is like they just, they said that and then immediately ignored it. And they haven't really done in-depth investigative reporting on other people, but they've definitely ran some like fairly obviously negative pieces against people. Yeah, they're jumping up and down on that line i have my my weird psycho theory that is like i'm sure if anyone anyone could poke a hole through in a second is that bloomberg basically started named all of these different these different media companies after himself obviously the man likes naming things after himself he's like it's he's very much like trump in that way yeah, yeah. he thinks of himself as a brand uh he's just a little less garish about it because he doesn't have the weird hair but he uh he, my theory is that he he's created something called Bloomberg News. So if you try to search for Bloomberg plus whatever, oh, it's impossible. Oh, it's, yeah. That's so true. Believe I, me, as somebody this, who's yeah. been looking up Bloomberg plus Ghislaine Maxwell every day, every yeah, half an hour for Im- every day, it's very you difficult. You have to like really narrow it down by date. So it's yeah. like before Bloomberg News like became as big of a monster as it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a disaster. And for yeah, I, I think it's like that has to have crossed somebody's mind some point i will say just as a little tangent because you brought up the news division not news division but newspaper Mm -hmm. like gutting is that like there's you know kind of a panic about like old people with cable news and with facebook and like fake news crazy and like QAnon memes and everyone's getting brain worms and Mm -hmm. i always point out like you watch msnbc you're a crazy person too yeah number one yeah you literally believe russiagate like Sorry, you get to sit this one out. But also, one of the biggest reasons for that is because private equity has completely eaten up all, like, local journalism. And it just doesn't even exist anymore. I mean, like, the Miami Herald just said, like, it's getting bought out. It's probably going to get completely demolished. It's like, that's like one of the last big papers, like, local big papers, you know what I mean, um, left in the country, and it, it, there's just like there's just it's just not there and well, you know pe- people then say well you got the new york times and it's like you everyone knows how we at true and feel about the new york she times. calls it the failing new york times i call it the new york crimes yes <laughs> <laughs> evens out uh yeah it's 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 funny though because acronym we, we mentioned a few episodes back actually do have a plan to uh reinvent local news for the digital age oh god and i bet we're gonna see that to, that'll to put, just be like what's the app that's um like crime alert app that oh citizen, citizen which is like have you used it i've been featured on there so many times oh, i was like if it. i take my dick out on 16th <laughs> no. and south van ass i'm gonna get on citizen it is i will say the it interface is, is crazy talk about cyberpunk future it is like crazy making where it's like it looks almost like what i imagine video games look like well <laughs> where it's like black and red with yeah. like sniper rifles everywhere yeah, and it's yeah. like I, I need to you don't know the, about i need to get this app you oh my god it's have, like oh my, real it's, it's, time it's, it's, i had to delete it so it's like it's like twitter for crime it's like it's 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 more like i think it's kind of like slack for crime oh, okay it's like so you'll get like a uh it's super creepy and i i thought it was funny at work because like I got a couple it basically coworkers. basically encourages like it's like Uber for vigilantes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. It's like it's it's, uh, <laughs> it's you'll a get gig some, economy snitching. Yeah, yes. exactly. You'll okay. get but it's like, like a extreme level. You'll it's get not a push like notification door. that goes and it, that sounds like boom boom, and like you'll mm. get it's like a, more menacing than that. It kind of sounds like like deep sonar or something. 
and it'll be like it's like a pistol being clocked. <laughs> yeah, <it's true. laughs> so like it's it's you'll get like and they they purposely pick the push notifications you do get. It'll be like you know uh, topless woman with cucumber on like twenty fourth and mission or something. Um, but if you just like if it, it'll like what is it called geolocate? It'll like geolocate you and like mm. any crimes within like a mile of your house will like come up on there, which can like. If you have a certain type of paranoiac personality, which is becoming, I think, more prevalent. Um, so certainly with the use of apps highs, like these. It's at highs since the 70s. Um, this would drive you insane because it makes it look – if you look at the little – you can look at a little map too. And it has like a little circle for every crime. You can click on and see what crime it was. Huh. And like some of these – I mean they, they won't delete for like a month. But so also, be like, there was a stabbing here like two months ago. But it's not based on like a police – Transmitter. It's literally yeah, all it's user reported. User reported. Wow. Yeah. So, it sounds like it's impossible to abuse. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, but like, you can. Wa- I have watched people beating people with fucking sticks on there while someone filmed and had live Uploaded. commentary, and everyone talked in the chat. Room. Oh, that's huh. the other thing is that people can chat like and co- they can comment. Yeah. So it'll be like, you know, fatal it's like stab. It's stabbing. like Twitch a lot, or like a Bloomberg terminal. Or like a Bloomberg yes. terminal. Exactly. Doomberg. Um, I, I can't remember how we got onto this topic. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, just, you know, Bloomberg, Bloomberg doesn't like crime, I guess. Yeah, he is not a fan. Oh, we were talking about Bloomberg. But only uh, street-level crime associated with poverty. Financial exactly. crime. If it's, if it's high crime. Big fan. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he's a, yeah fin crime, I call it. <laughs> uh, no, we were talking about Bloomberg, the the news thing, and how they, they, they pay much better than... You know, this is actually... You know, I, the great Wayne Barrett passed away a few years ago, investigative reporter for The Village mm-hmm. Voice. If you want to know about Bloomberg, don't listen to me. Read his old reporting mm-hmm. going back years. I went back and read the archive. There's just so much good stuff there. But in terms of how Bloomberg helped shape, you know, the political dynamics so that he could get a third term, change the law, and yeah. get a lot of stuff passed. He actually incorporated Bloomberg News in a lot of ways. One key way was getting Ed Koch, yeah. uh, former New York yeah. mayor, to support him. He, he launched a radio show on Bloomberg News no one listened to, but he made Ed Koch a well-paid host of that. That's, so that is that, that kind of brings us on to a lot of the endorsement things. So a lot of people think that the way you know, these sort of things work is that somebody hands whatever, uh, Miro Bowser, $80,000 in cash, and then she endorses Bloomberg. Right. Now, do not get me wrong. That, I'm sure, although I can't say for sure, that I, I, I'm, that would not be... That wouldn't shock That wouldn't you. shock me if that happened. Um, and I do have some, some theories about some of these people. But another way to buy influence is to basically set someone up with like a... Uh, uh, you're a journalist. You probably know how to pronounce this word. Sinecure. Sinecure? Yeah, that's a tough one. Sinecure? Yeah. Am I getting? I, I think that's right. I've only read it. Sinecure, which yeah, means a, 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 uh, a, an enviable position mm. uh, that is safe. Um, but like, you know, it's say, say that I wanted to buy, you know, Liz is a city councilman in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, sounds nice. And I was like, yeah, you would do great. That would be your element. You shouldn't be a podcaster. Um, but I was like, damn, I want Liz to endorse me, but Liz like probably would not endorse my Bloomberg under normal circumstances. Liz's deadbeat fucking husband, though, who's a fucking loser, is like uh, maybe perhaps in need of a temporary campaign job where he doesn't have to do any work. And I could be like, Liz, I will hire Mordecai 
Uh, I'm trying to give you a Jewish husband just so I can get along with him better. Uh, Mordecai Greenberg. Uh, and I will pay him $7,500 a month if he is my campaign co-chair for Iowa. Mm. Uh, Mort doesn't have to do pretty much anything. Uh, and then your family gets an extra $7,500 a month. That is a surefire way to get an endorsement. And Bloomberg has been doing that all over the country. Yeah. Because um, he's gotten a lot of... of a lot of endorsements. Yeah, and I think you're describing it perfectly right. I mean, back in the day, the Tammany Hall version of this is mm-hmm. that you control the bureaucracy, you get people well-paid jobs and sewage and postal service, exactly, you know, yeah. whatever. That doesn't really exist anymore. We do have a reformed civil service, but we still have the same level of corruption mm-hmm. just in a different element. You create, um, you know... a foundation with a laudable cause yes. or name or something you create this kind of network of consulting firms that that serve that mm-hmm. foundation mm-hmm. you know you create a think tank or two in dc um that creates some perfunctory studies every couple months yeah and if, to create uh you know a, a wellspring of political support to keep your operatives employed to get those endorsements or what have you you spread the jobs around it, this this huge network that you have so yeah. you know you get you get folks who are flown in and given fellowships at these foundations yep. or jobs at these think tanks. And look, a lot of people have been employed not by Bloomberg News, but this Bloomberg political operation, yeah. Bloomberg philanthropy, Bloomberg gun groups, Bloomberg green groups, Bloomberg you know, anti-vaping groups. Yep, right. you know? Which, by the way... You hear me right now, Bloomberg, you will never take my deal. I have two on me right <laughs> you now. You mentioned every, we should probably put a little point on every town because that's Bloomberg's uh, basically like anti-NRA lobbying group. Mm-hmm. And he, um, you know, funnels a lot of influence through <laughs> through that organization. We were talking before we started recording, but that that organization alone has basically bought the entire Virginia Democratic Party. Yeah. I mean, Wait, huge... can you explain that to me? Well, what... look, look, like Virginia Democrats, big victory. You know, mm-hmm. th- they've got the legislature, the They ended right to work. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> yeah. kidding. Just <laughs> um, no, Bloomberg wouldn't let that happen. Yeah. Right. So, like every other state that flips Republican, the first thing they do is weaken labor unions. Absolutely. The first thing Democrats do is they get elected with this Bloomberg money. And they kind of pass a gun bill or, or a background check that kind of yeah. does some things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, a great yeah. symmetry there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, you know, Bloomberg on paper gave not that much. I don't have the figure in front of me, but $100,000, $200,000 to this wave election that elected so many uh, Democrats to the state legislature. The state Senate flipped. Um, but through every town, it's like over a million dollars. And so, you know, if you're mm. a politician, you're not stupid. You yeah. know, you know exactly where this money came, Absolutely. came from, even though the name Bloomberg isn't exactly attached to it. Yeah, no, that's during 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 the campaign ran for city council here. I mean, they believe me. I, they they look into where the money comes from, and they'll return donations if it's from somebody, but it's actually from somebody else too. That like they don't want that stink on them. Yeah. So they know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you mentioned the fellowship program. I mean, he runs like all these sort of like leadership camps and groups and like networking seminars like through different philanthropic or political organizations where you'll see like up and coming politicos you know people like um stacy abrams or mayor pete Mm -hmm. kind of like moving through these leadership networking ranks i mean i don't think it's a coincidence that like mayor pete's attacks on sanders sound 
eerily similar to Bloomberg's, for example. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you guys know this better than I do, but has Pete really been going after Bloomberg? No, no, well, no, his, no. His whole thing is like, we've got this guy on one side and this crazy socialist on the other side. But Wink. Pete, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, no, it's, Pete came out and said that he would absolutely take Bloomberg's money. In everyone has except for Bernie. But, uh, but Warren hasn't said anything. Pete has also like been in that. I mean, he's been in that. That's crew his milieu for a long time. From my understanding, there was like some reporting on, I think it was like last year, two years ago, about you know meetings and dinners that were happening among like yeah, Schumer stop burning and, dinners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From, uh, and, Schwartz, and, yeah. Yeah, and Pete was. Oh yeah, what's his name? Bernard Schwartz. Bernard Schwartz. Bernard Schwartz. Schwartz. Donated ten thousand dollars to Elizabeth Warren's PAC, which she moved oh, I didn't into know a that. presidential That's interesting. campaign. And you know, one of the biggest donors, the Third Way. He is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I mean, he must just be. I think Mira Tandon was guy. involved in these. Oh yeah, she, yeah. Of course she was. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and Stacey Abrams is now. I mean, she's been on the board at CAP, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Center for American Progress. Yes. For our listeners. Yeah. Who and, thankfully don't know who, what CAP is. <laughs> they should um, feel blessed they don't know that. Yeah. Uh, well, this is how Bloomberg money touches me. I used to work at CAP. Yeah. And Bloomberg funded CAP. You know, yes. So, yeah. There you go. Famously so. I mean, there was, there, was, there was something in that New York Times article about how Cap actually had a piece altered. Because yeah, incredible that, right? story. I mean, just to recap yes. it, I mean, this is, you got to read this entire piece, but like the most interesting anecdote here is that, you know, I actually wrote the first version of this report uh, with some, my oh, co-authors. Oh, you were involved in this. Well, no, I'm not involved in this, but I got the ball rolling. Yeah. Uh, so I, we wrote this along with some colleagues, a report on Islamophobia, how it's spreading, the big money behind it, you know, mm-hmm. how there's, there's kind of an effort to get Americans to hate Muslims. Yeah. Report did well. Whatever. I left Cap. Yeah. A few years later, they say, hey, the report did so well. Let's do the same report 2.0. Yeah. But in this this time, we need some more information. So let's look at one of the worst kind of Muslim spying efforts in the country. Let's do a whole chapter investigating and documenting Bloomberg's record as mm. mayor of New York when he had yeah. kind of this incredibly aggressive effort to put police in mosques and community centers. They even had secret police going in. Uh, joining whitewater rafting trips yep. with, with uh, Muslim Famously student groups. Famously so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this gets written. Nir Tandon and folks who are soliciting and receiving Bloomberg money say, you know what, we are really interested in civil rights, but when it comes to our donors, we're going to delete this chapter. Yeah, and that's like, I think that's something that like, I mean, a lot of your reporting sort of focuses on how just like the extent of how corrupt pretty much every single one of these institutions are um, because the simple fact that they just take money from people and will change what they have to say or like change their tactics because of that. Um, But that like really lays bare. Like this is obviously like not about fighting. I mean, at a certain level, not about fighting Islamophobia because NYPD, I mean, when I was growing up, that was famous for like this like really incredible like, I mean... For some reason, Americans used to like care a lot more about like spying and stuff, but now it's just like not that big a deal for some reason. Um, but like, it was this incredibly like you know controversial thing what was going on in New York City. Yeah, they didn't get the a NYPD. single terror lead from it. I mean, you can oh, kind yeah, of under- understand understand a, a certain level of you know surveillance post nine eleven, but this this didn't work, and this was so aggressive it violated everyone's civil liberties. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, pretty bad for Cap. Cap, you know, it has you know in. in to give kind of a nuanced view here, launched in 2005, it's had a lot of iterations, a lot of different leadership. It had a more progressive populist element a few years. You know, David Sirota used to even mm-hmm. work there. Um, I used to work there. Um, with the new leadership that was already obsessed with pleasing their corporate donors, yeah. we were constantly 
being censored when we tried to report on Comcast and you know and other Palestine. major corporations and on Palestine, yes. And you know a lot of us quit, but you know the, and 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 the and internally what the, the cat people would say is like, look, we don't want to piss off our corporate donors, but look, but we're great on civil liberties on, yeah. on social justice issues. Yeah. But look, even on this, which is such a gimme, yeah, come on, anyone should be able to condemn this. And they won't even condemn this because of the money. Yeah, well, I mean, speaking of social justice issues, it has been wild to see just the absolute turnaround at pretty much all levels of the Democratic Party about sort of social justice rhetoric and about, especially when in terms of like race and stuff, when comparing the 2016 campaign and sort of the rhetoric around Bernie Sanders, where it was like, well, he's racist um, for whatever reasons. And sexist. And sexist uh, to Bloomberg. And you do not see a lot of that same sort of stuff coming out. And you see, in fact, like a lot of some of the same people who were making those critiques in 2016. Now, uh, I mean, basically ignoring it with Bloomberg. Oh, sure. They're going berserk over at Bernie there. You know, he said that, you know, what was it? Planned Parenthood, part of the establishment. Exactly. Every Which women's group fact, in America. by the way. Yeah. Is, it's the fact. Of now, course. Now, look, Emily's list. Yes. Take, takes yes, Bloomberg money. And then look, where, where are they on, on you know, there's... They're so quick to criticize Bernie or any leftist, but when it comes to someone who has so many sexual harassment allegations against him, so many NDAs, not a word, not yeah, a word. Nothing. So, yeah, I don't it's, know. it's, it's the money's off. for exactly. Yeah. I know that was such a big thing. Where it's like, well, I won't, you know, I won't be supporting a guy who says Planned Parenthood or at least their pack is part of the establishment. But it's like they are. Like there is. Like I think a lot of people don't realize. Like there is. Like. Well, I think a lot of people do realize there is like a very specific liberal establishment that is funded by all the same different people, including Mike Bloomberg, sometimes, you know, whatever Gulf government um, and and various other, you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera, business interests. Um, but it's like that there is that core group group of group of of organizations and it doesn't matter exactly what they're ostensibly for whether for like you know gun safety or whether they're for uh you know abortion rights or anything like this they all basically have the same mission which is to yeah it's just like professional ngo activists activism yeah that that, by the way mike bloomberg ever tries to take my guns Give me a fucking br- – dude, I'm sorry. When I hear people be like, yeah, he's racist and he did stop and frisk. He also, you know, did the Muslim spying thing and, like, he he's sexist. Like, there's some, like, you know, he's done a lot of bad stuff. But at least he's going to take everyone's fucking guns. It's like, Jesus Christ. First of all, campaigning against taking away, on taking away people's guns is a losing fucking issue. Um, well, that's the other weird thing. Like, yeah. I mean, everyone's talking about Bloomberg as this political, brilliant strategist person who can yeah. pour his money in and beat Republicans. He, every town doesn't have the greatest record. Yes, they did well in Virginia, but there were a lot of other dynamics. Where you know Democrats are doing yeah. well everywhere. Yeah, and, and a lot of these targeted races they've gone into, particularly in Colorado, they've, they've been wiped out. Yeah, you know. So yes. like the gun issue, you know, and there, there's the other dynamic here where it's like the perfect liberal issue because it doesn't challenge the existing political exactly. and economic yeah, yeah, order. Yeah. So billionaires and corporations feel very comfortable mm-hmm. embracing this, where they. You know, they don't want to change our feudalistic levels of inequality. But it also isn't a winner. It doesn't even work for it does, Democrats. It doesn't work. Well, it's and not it, meant to work. I mean, we pointed this out when we talked about our, you know, the, like, the we were talking about the consulting class and this, like, this Ponzi scheme of grifters is that, you know, it, if it were to work, it would put them out of business. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and I, you know, 
whatever, I get shit for this, but this is one of my biggest gripes with fucking Planned Parenthood or, or, you know, these other organizations. It's like, why are they campaigning so hard against Medicare for All? Well, codifying abortion rights would gut the clinic system and Planned Parenthood's business, which is paying the salaries, and they've got their entire donor circuit. You know, I mean, it's it's right there baked into their organization. We have like a million examples of this. You know, I've done... reporting on this other people have done reporting on this i've, I've looked at the asian american civil rights establishment you know they all talk about voting rights and you know lifting us up and whatever yeah but it's it's bullshit like they, yes. they they take money from walmart and then they write letters to city councils to open more walmarts they take money from southwest wait and then, really yes and and like they, they took money from comcast Fantastic. and at&t and helped secretly lobby against net neutrality they're Love basically it. a fucking sham yeah they do some perfunctory good good deeds but like at the end of the day they're just like a way to launder corporate money with, those, with an identity. Those good deeds yes. are basically a way, it's like a fig leaf. And look, you want to talk about civil rights? Look at this country. Look at the inequality. Look at the homelessness problem. Yeah. Look at look at how, you know, we're not, we have a shrinking middle class, rising poverty. You know, it, it, our country is doing very well on paper. GDP is going up, mm-hmm. but, you know, our, our living standards aren't, you <laughs> yeah, know? No. Well, you know what else is going up smaller. is suicide rates. Yeah, life yeah. expectancy is going down. It's a little weird to look at that bar graph. Yep. But, right. you know, at the end of the day, is that a civil rights issue? How come all these civil rights groups that are corporate funded sit on their hands and they don't do anything about this problem? Well, that's the thing is like they'll talk about what whatever whatever issue under the sun except for the fact that some people are getting richer and most people are are not or getting po- poor. Yes. Um, which yes, is that's, you but know, this is this, I mean this we can talk about this all the time but like it's it's always like it's it's clouded it's not clear it's always lots of these different corporations with Bloomberg it's all obvious exactly yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. out there in like the you keep open. saying mask off yeah I know it's 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 fantastic and I think we should we should get to this because I think it's like I don't think that we even like I've been looking at this since basically his campaign started and like I don't think I get how crazy it is what he's doing and basically his project in this campaign. I mean, it is a real question whether or not he's going to pull it off. But like what trips me up and keeps me up at night is that he's like basically putting out a blueprint for possibly someone even like more wild than him. Yeah. He's picking up the Koch brother blueprint. He saw what they could do and thought, Hey, I've got a lot of money too. I can do this as well. And look, he's already won because this is an anti-Obama civil rights, yeah. you know, yep. like shredding, civil liberties shredding Republican billionaire who should be at like negative 5%. And yeah. is like right, in the right, top right. Yeah, four. Exactly. This is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah. Like- yeah, but like even what he's saying about, I mean, you know, when I realized that like he could put a campaign office in every single county and give them a million dollars budget and it wouldn't touch a single like barely a percentage of his wealth is like really like fucks with your brain. And I think, okay, I don't like, I don't know. Maybe they will pull out all the stops against Sanders. I kind of don't think they will for a lot of reasons that we don't need to get into here. But I do think of like someone who actually is insane. I mean, I, you know, I think he's, uh, you know, okay. Someone who scares me more than Bloomberg and Bloomberg does scare me is like someone like Bezos who could take this kind of playbook, but by appealing to a very different and probably wider set of Way people, wider set of people. 
just because of his own whatever you know mythic quality he's like created for himself. Well, with Bezos too, it's like the Bloomberg terminal. I've never used a Bloomberg terminal. I don't think. Yeah, that's such you an have. interesting point about him as like a yeah as a billionaire. I, that- I get twenty thirty Amazon packages a day. I mean, I just buy stuff and throw it away so I can buy more stuff. I like getting back packages. It is nice. No, yeah. but it is like a different connection. I don't know. I just, my, I'm like very scared of Jeff Bezos. That's like, you know, a looming figure in our political horizon. Well, but... for, forget Bloomberg News. He owns the fucking Washington Post. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember like it's sort no, of. No, you can't talk about that because that makes you a Trump supporter. Exactly. Right after, I know, <laughs> Bernie got, it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, of course. Not when, just Bernie. I mean, I, just reg, I, regular people like me. I know. But like, it's, I know, but Bernie got a lot of shit for, yeah. for talking about that. And it's just funny when the Russia stuff came out. I was like, oh, who told you that? The Washington Post? Like, you know. I thought that was good because that's one thing the Trump, like Trump sort of fan base or whatever. I don't want to call it. I don't know what to call them. Trump, like hardcore, the cadre of Trump voters, uh, that their whole like anti-journalist, no disrespect. You're cool. By the way, journalists, if you listen to this and you don't, you know, you're cool. That's fine. We got a truce. (laughs) I will say though, you got to forgive me for this saying their anti-journalist thing. Pretty good. (laughs) When they were saying, when they were yelling at CNN people, I liked it. And I, I mean, there's a lot of lying media out there. There's a lot of lying news Thank media you. out there. The lying fake news there media. There is a lot of lying fake news media out there. And it's like, yeah, but like if, you know, if, if you know, Bloomberg. Speaking of Judy Miller. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Bloomberg, you know, writes for whatever, uh, you know, he has his people write about him in Bloomberg. And like you read about him, something called Bloomberg. It's a little on the nose. Some people might be like, yeah, that's that's bad. Bezos. I mean, fuck. You know, it, it, I took them to, to, they really had to like. Twist, I forget what it was. It was Uber or one of those corporations that they were basically like not disclosing uh, Bezos. It might have just even been Amazon. They like weren't disclosing a lot of articles that like Bezos had financial ties to this company that they were reporting on. Um, I mean, I, it, it's gonna get. I mean, it's gonna get way crazier. But back to the campaign because I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to get too much. I know we're going here. all over the place, but that's how we like to do it. Yes, I will say like you know. We should mention that, like, he's pledged to pay, like, up to, like, 500 or 1,000 staffers, like, through... Yeah, 500. ...the general election. Well, mm-hmm. he says he's not going to give Bernie his money. I mean, that's the one caveat. Well, Bernie said he wouldn't take it. Well, go, I mean... Yeah, you know. I mean, good. We know no chicken or the egg. No, I'm just kidding. There's yeah. no way in hell Bernie would ever take his money. Of course. <laughs> and it's just, like, that's Bloomberg's whole value add like i'm gonna give the democratic party money so of course he's gonna say that right now of course yeah 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 but i also think it's interesting because from what i understand you know trump has a massive war chest Mm -hmm. like there are estimates that the rnc and just trump through all of his uh fundraising over the last four years it's like close to a billion dollars possibly that they're ready to spend on the general yeah and also like you know, a lot of people, for whatever reason, like to forget this, but Trump ran a small donor campaign, you know, in 2016, um, also a lean campaign. He didn't spend a lot of money, but he was, you know, there was like a majority of donations, especially in the primary, were like 100, less than $200. Like, so there's a massive amount of people that he can keep going back to. Yeah, he's outraised uh, Obama at the same point in Obama's first term. So, Trump has. Yeah, Trump has. So oh, he's wow. doing very well. Yeah. 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 And that's yeah. not just he's... counting the random Republican billionaires and the corporations that 
If it is Bernie, right. we're going to see a massive oh, change. Gonna oh, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredible. That, that's really like... All the CEOs are going to be like, no, we don't like him. We don't endorse yeah, don't him. Don't change horses but then in the middle of the gonna, stream. You're going to see yeah. suddenly you know, Americans for you know peace and liberty and happiness pop up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be you know fucking every corporation dumping money into these dark money groups oh i think you might even see a you know non-endorsement from the new york times yeah like i would not be surprised i I would put money on a non-endorsement from the new york Times. but i do know that the democrats and the dnc are like pretty broke comparatively yeah Yeah, famously so it's funny because you were hearing stories about how broke they were in 2016 and that apparently well hillary had like a very strange deal with them remember like she was basically like I think it's rude to look at women's money like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like, I think it was in the Podesta emails that people were calling this information of the way that she was kind of like funneling oh, yeah. money yeah, they would... through her pact to the Democrats. Oh, so yeah, or... they have a, so like Clinton's big pitch was like, you know, Dem- Bernie's not doing anything for the state parties. Yeah. I'm giving money to the state parties. But what they're using this, you know, this Supreme Court decision, which allowed this expanded thing called a joint fundraising Committee, yes, which yes. allows you know two hundred and fifty thousand dollar contributions, but they have to be shared with a bunch of state parties or you know other PACs, joint fundraising. But then they're just sending the money back to the DNC. Amazing, right. amazing. So like you know, if you're Mississippi Democratic Party, you might need that money to elect some non-Trump supporters or whatever. You get that check, but that's a perfunctory check you have to send back to DC. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, fantastic. because the D- yeah, so the DNC is like pretty broke. Yeah, I think it. So it is in a bit of a bind where like it's you know, Bloomberg is basically like holding a bunch of money in front of their face, and he has also. I mean, is it? I mean, a bunch of isn't he paying a bunch of the people on the DNC, like on the actual he has, committee? He has two people at least on the on probably whatever. more by now. Yeah, yeah. And, absolutely. And just consider that a lot on of these the mayors National committee, are by the way. Um, voting members of the they're you super know, delegates, right? They're essentially super de- unpledged delegates. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, a, a lot of the lawmakers who are in, endorsing him, they're all in Congress. They're all voting members at the DNC. So if you know Bernie or whomever gets there. And doesn't have the magic number of nineteen hundred or so mm-hmm. pledged delegates from actual voters, then you know the floodgates open. Uh, all these lobbyists, these consultants, these members of Congress get to vote and select the nominee. Yeah, many of these folks are already being hired by Bloomberg or were elected by Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah I mean, and monopoly that, man money bags that is basically really holding it, it right in front of their faces. Is his strategy is to basically flood the airwaves to. Uh, I mean, it's like he's blotting out the sun or whatever. Like, it's like he has so many ads on every single platform. I think it's like, I mean, someone, someone I think who works at the LA Times, I can't remember what it was, like posted a picture yeah, of Matt the LA Pierce. Times. Yeah, yeah, LA Times front page. And it was every single ad space, including some spaces that I didn't think could well, be used for you ads. You saw how Bloomberg's face. during the debate, there were ads for Bloomberg. During the debate, yeah. like they would be like cut to commercial, and it was a Bloomberg ad, and you're like, wait a second, how is this even allowed? Like, what the fuck is this allowed? What the fuck is that allowed? Yeah, well, it's because like a lot of these, a lot of these, I mean, cable news, but local news in particular is so, like we were saying earlier, so hard up for money. This Bloomberg shit is a godsend for them. Yeah, we, we just did a story on this. You know, a lot of. Your local television stations, your you know three letters, CBS yeah. or whatever. My Fox. dad, former employee at Cron. Yeah, Cron. You know, they're these, these are actually held by these holding companies, these conglomerates that no one's heard of, like 
Nexstar or whatever. Yeah. And they're publicly traded, so they have to do investor presentations. In the last quarterly earnings call, we went back and listened to all of them. Jesus. And it's like they're all... Sorry. But yeah. No, no, no. That's... <laughs> yeah. that's, that's... But like they're celebrating. They're, they're popping the court because yeah. they're like, Bloomberg money is great. Yeah. This is literally one guy is, is making our stock price go up. Exactly. And like... That's the thing is like it's it's again like you can't think of corruption as just like somebody is giving uh, brace you know eight hundred dollars wink wink this wouldn't be terrible if this happened to maybe say nice things about Michael Bloomberg on a certain podcast maybe not to mention some <laughs> connections he's had in his you know previous years of his life uh, it's like if if you know if if this corporation whatever cable news they they don't want to cut the tit off. I don't think that's how you make milk stop flowing. They don't want to kill the golden goose, is what I'm saying. Uh, and I and I don't think that the Democrats obviously don't either. I mean, it's it's Bloomberg well, they is would, a it would godsend. put them out of business. What's up? It would put them out of business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the DNC is not. I mean, you know, it's a company basically. It's not. You know, we would live in like just a crazy chaotic country. Like if you just go to Germany <laughs> or Denmark, like the, every television station has. Dedicated time for candidates for public office yeah. to go speak. Equal time, you know, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. They, they have spending caps. They have public financing. They have sober policy-based yeah. debates. You know, like, yeah. n- none of this exists. In, I mean, like, in Germany, I, I've been in Germany for 24 hours of my life. Nice. As a Jew, I feel a little uncomfortable in the country. I feel like possibly reparations shouldn't have just been to Israel, maybe for all of us. But... Um, <laughs> but they, I remember like the political ads that are like for, for, you know what I'm talking about, you know, Chopsy. Uh, but the political like advertisements for the campaigns there, because this was during election season that I went, um, it just, they all were the exact same shape and they just differed in who the candidate was and slightly in like the logo and yeah. stuff. And they're all basically put up next to each other. So it was like, I don't know what the laws are on there or anything, but it was like not like, it didn't seem, I mean, obviously there's with the internet, you can kind of do whatever, but like, in terms of like this publicly presented stuff, it was like very different than here. Well, in the UK, they have a moratorium on yeah, reporting, right. like right before the election. I think mm-hmm. it's what is it, forty-eight hours? Yeah, seventy-two hours. They do like have that. that weird law where you have to say something good about Israel every forty-eight minutes. But we also have that law, so it's not. <laughs> no, that. but I just yeah, you know, it's like no that is such there. an yeah. interesting and you know, can you I mean could you imagine the United States ever doing anything like that? No, that would never happen. Where they'd said no, no more. Like there can be no like a gag notice or whatever what do they call it there. Yeah, but like I'm not like even just like the gag notice. I guess, yeah. but like at the end of the day. You know, in if if we were in the Netherlands, Bloomberg couldn't just buy the right. left wing party. He would he could if he wanted to start his own party. That's a th- yeah, and then yeah. people would not vote for it, and we'd be done with this. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But like in this country, you can just buy the left party, and then you have no other option. Exactly, and like it's it's. I don't mean I just like if he did somehow win not only the nomination but won the presidency. I mean, I I think that I don't would be, think he would be Trump. I don't. I don't think he definitely wouldn't beat Trump. I. I mean, I'm fifty-fifty. I, I don't know. Yeah. Trump's beatable I mean, by a lot, like, of, a lot of folks. Stuff I yeah. Can happen. Yeah. I mean, n- I nor will anyone I know vote for Michael Bloomberg. It doesn't really matter in California. Actually, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I really don't know. It's I think like, you I would don't know see either. a lot. I, I, of, I have no idea. Yeah, I have me no either. Idea. But I, I do idea. think you would see a lot of people who. Like okay, like we said, if Sanders was the nominee, they would absolutely vote for Trump. But if it were Bloomberg, they would vote for Bloomberg yeah. over Trump. Do you know what I mean? Like there would be a weird. I have a. I wonder if Bloomberg would run third party. But I think if, that would well, be worse Well, he was for planning Trump. on doing that in 2016. Well, you know, um, here's some here's something fun to do on the internet. Um, Bloomberg wanted to run for president in 2008. Yeah. 
and so he funded his own like draft Bloomberg campaign, and his Amazing. like his like finance friends helped put it together. Yeah, yeah. But like what they did was exactly like now. It's like there's all these meetup groups. There are all these Bloomberg blogs. There's all these like little Bloom blogs. Bloom blogs. Run Mike Run. <laughs> Check this. Like go to Internet Archive and look these up. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Suddenly overnight, there are all these groups, grassroots groups. Yeah. There are yeah. viral videos urging Bloomberg to get into the race. Uh like uh, was remember the MC Hammer uh, Ed Lee one? Yes. So yeah. the same sort of very thing similar. There. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it didn't work. But like at that time, then he got kind of frustrated apparently. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Sheeky, longtime political aide, many time compa- campaign manager, is campaign manager right now, uh, just went on the news and said, "Look, if the Republican nominee or the Democratic nominee picks Bloomberg as the VP, one billion dollars." Jesus. So, like, fuck. you know, he re- he wanted to run, but like, he didn't even care the party. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, yeah wow, like, because it doesn't really matter. To but him. also, mask off, he, it doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter. He can go. I mean, and there is, I mean, also mask off. It's it should be telling that there's not that big, you know that that's what I mean. You can pick either exactly. Bloomberg understands that we have like a basically a one party system. Yeah, Bloomberg yeah, understands well, a lot of things that a lot of so called socialists do not. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 striking to see like what would happen because I think we got to wrap up kind of soon. Yeah, uh, to I could see do this for like yeah, I'm I'm having a fucking blast. <laughs> I said kind of soon, um, but uh, it's 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 striking to like wonder. I, it's striking to wonder what the fuck kind of sentence is that. It's crazy to wonder, uh, like what he would govern like. Because if he's so blatant about, just like yeah. we were saying earlier, like if he wanted to pass an infrastructure bill, he could pass it. But like, I think that would just basically permanently change the the face well, of the American. Well, the thing is, is that and you you brought politic. this up is that he could just say, and you know, Brace and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago when we kind of got like in Bloomberg black pill like zone, yeah. of craziness. Where it's like he could literally go to ev- like uh, both parties and say, "Okay, I'm going to handle your reelection campaign, so you don't even have to go fundraise." Yeah, all he you is, have to like do a, is one man public financing. Yeah, yeah. and he's just yeah. like, all yeah. you have to do is get all of these bills that I want done passed. Yeah, and there would, I mean, he we, like we you get, say, he could neutralize get like, uh, infrastructure bill. Some things pass. Everyone gets the citizen app. You mm-hmm. know, so right. I can see it happening, <laughs> yeah. but like. It's just it's just hard to conceive because you know I'm going back through the record looking at all the money he spent in New York we still don't even know where you know where he spent it or like how it happened some of it trickled out because he did the dark money thing like he he would give money to a foundation then you know ballets you know uh rabbis you know whatever churches would suddenly get an anonymous donation yep. wink wink and then he would show up and they would endorse or not criticize stop and frisk mm-hmm. I mean, could you just imagine this on a national scale? No, it'd be, I can't. It'd be psychotic. I mean, yeah, it would be in, in any conceivable thing you could think of. I mean, in order to neutralize Medicare for all in certain communities, he could build a clinic, a free clinic there. I mean, he could do stuff that like. Well, it also like really scares me because when I think about like, you know, the machine politics in in like basically in Chicago, L.A., San Francisco. You know, you talk about Nevada, Democrat, like just Massachusetts, like where the Democrat like kind of centers are and how, I mean, at least it seems like, you know, and I don't know, I'm not going to endorse any like strategy here, but it seems like there's a lot of focus from, you know, left wing or socialist like insurgents in focusing on like places like Chicago, New York, and they've had some gains in like city 
councils and, and, you know, moving up in local, you know, trying to take on some of that machine. Yeah. Where it's maybe showing a little bit of weakness in those cities. And, like, Bloomberg would just fucking kill Demolish all of them. that. I mean, God, yeah, I, I mean, think because that's what when you talk about, you know, he likes Singapore. It's like, well, you're going to see that in San Francisco. You're going to see that in Manhattan. You're going to see that in Chicago. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I look at France and it's like, you know, I feel bad for the austerity programs, but it's still not that bad because they still have like exponentially better <laughs> benefits than we do. Like, yeah, they, yeah, even with yeah, Macron's yeah. cuts, it's still like unimaginably good compared to what Americans have. So, you know, a little bit tempered, but could you imagine him just like slicing Social Security and Medicare and what that would do to this country? Like yeah. that it's it's hard to imagine, you know, even with Obama and Eric Cantor and John Boehner all agreeing and and with lots of billionaire support, they couldn't get it done. But I think yeah. Bloomberg that could get Ted it done. Cruz, I think though. Bloomberg we could gotta, get it. Yeah. We got to thank Ted Cruz yeah. for, ta- for saving Social Security. Yeah, that's like my favorite thing. Monica Lewinsky <laughs> and Ted Cruz. You're going to left-wing heaven for for saving Social Security. It's funny. Actually, Bloomberg put out an ad today attacking Trump uh, for wanting to cut Social Security. It's like, dude, there's audio of you from two years ago talking about that. I do wonder if Bloomberg would, I mean, I don't, he's not, I don't think he's stupid enough. But I don't to like think he pass would. some kind, well, no, I think he would cut Social Security, but for passing some kind of like balanced budget amendment or yeah, something, sure. yeah. which is just like that's the stuff that's like real black pill. Like, not to people are going to call me crazy, but if there was like anything close to a like them passing a balanced budget, and I mean constitutional amendment, because yeah. you know they, you know, all those right wing groups. Yeah, I mean that's play, like their big. Yeah, they went national prop 13, basically. Yeah, yeah, And it would be done with, like, some kind of thing where it's like, okay, now we don't have certain guns and and vapes. This is the grand bargain. Yes. Plus, now we put a straitjacket. Yeah. Yeah. And no social spending. I literally would tell people to leave the country. Like, I'm not even kidding, because it would send this country into such a death spiral to not be able to do any deficit spending. Yeah. I mean, it would would kill the country. Yeah. Yeah. That plus the judges would kind of put a straitjacket on progressive reform for the next couple generations, but, yeah. you know. I mean, we might not get it anyway. So, sure. Yeah. You know, Good point. again, why not take the black pill? Vote Bloomberg. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're at an hour and six minutes, so I think we got to wrap up. Well, okay. Yes. But I just, I did we cover everything? Did we cover, Lee, you're the Bloomberg guy. Um, We didn't talk about Calvin Butts. But <laughs> fuck, <laughs> we didn't talk about Calvin Butts. Can you, can you butts. imagine Calvin Butts for us? All right, uh, major preacher, I believe in Harlem, uh, had promised uh, Thompson, the Democrat running against Bloomberg for his third term, an endorsement. He backed away. Uh, what happened there? And he he had said that he was going to criticize, or you know, he had been vocal about stopping first. Suddenly he was silent. What changed? Million dollar uh, contribution from Bloomberg to Calvin Butts. Development Corporation. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah, I, it's, I fucking, I know. We were talking earlier before the mic started rolling about some of the names involved in local scandals, with <laughs> Shrimp Boy, uh, Durf Butler, and London Breed being some of the, We have like our own kind of mini Bloomberg in, what's that motherfucker? The San Francisco Bloomberg guy. You know who I'm I talking know. about. You know who I'm talking about. Ron, Ron Conway. Conway, baby. Oh, Early yeah. Early investor in Twitter. Exactly, I, yeah. You know, at a company that I worked for, which I will not disclose on, on the podcast, but uh, Ron Conway came to speak at one of our all-hands meetings. Really? Yeah, he was uh, 
I can't remember if he was on the VC board or That's not. That's so that funny. And he's very similar to Bloomberg in that he's literally a Republican who runs a Democratic city. Yes. Like, I guess now he technically changed voter registration, but, mm. like, his entire life he's been a Republican. We've had, though, our, like, r- kind of, like, run of all different... I mean, Larry Ellison kind of, like, ran a lot of the Bay Area for a long time, but he seems kind of, like... In, he's not as big in the mix, it seems like, yeah. anymore. Where, like, Conway selects who gets to be a supervisor. Yeah. Like, destroys yeah. people's yeah. careers. Oh, I mean, yeah. He, he, he will destroy your career out here, like, political or regular career. Yeah. If you defy him out here. I mean, I've seen, like, firsthand how freaked, like, legitimately freaked out people get by him. Um, my, my, like, weird sort of psycho theory is that the Salesforce guy... His fuck. I can never oh, remember yeah. these guys' names. Benioff. Benioff. I think Benioff by Who unfollowed and follows me on Twitter so many times, by the way. <laughs> my man is trying to get a little bit of uh, younger women. Um, so His Prop C stuff was good. His Prop C that. stuff was good, but and I, I phone banked actually at the Salesforce Tower, which was very weird. It was oh, like I me and 40 that. homeless dudes eating very nice sandwiches, <laughs> phone banking for 25 bucks an hour. Great job. Thank you, Mr. B- See, it's working on me. <laughs> no, uh, no, but my... my yeah, he was like criticizing the other billionaires. That was kind of interesting. Yes. I, I give him well, credit. Well, he thought to raise taxes even more, it seems. But yeah, he so. did. He did. However, but he makes more money than Twitter. However, he not only makes more money than Twitter, it was also it would disproportionately, which is good with me, affect fintech stuff. Yeah, and I don't care about that. Yeah, I don't no, care about don't that care. at all. No, but my no, no, you guys are missing the point here. My thing is he's he's trying to set himself up as the next Ron Conway. And to be basically mm. the next king maker. Seems like a better one. I'll, I'll just say, maybe I'm a show now. But yeah, like, he seems I, like a better I, one. I don't know. I hate Dreamforce so much <laughs> that you could I never. I had to strip tower. there one year, and it was not. I don't even know what Salesforce is. It's like the same I thing as the my uncle, terminal. It's like uh, a CRM. I don't know. My, don't my know. uncle like like trained himself at like age fifty something to do Salesforce mm. work for places because he got laid off during the recession. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, and I asked him to explain it to me, and he's like. I, I can't. I can't do that. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, uh, one thing I wanted to to mention Maybe before, because of course we Benioff. are, you know, a ostensibly a, uh, a a podcast that deals with the um, alleged crimes of of Jeffrey Epstein, if he existed or not. Um, one thing it is difficult to find a lot of Epstein Bloomberg stuff because, mm. like I mentioned, if you search Epstein and Bloomberg. You get a lot of Epstein stuff on Bloomberg.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is stuff out there, which we'll probably be covering more in a later episode. But one thing I found was very interesting. You'll probably recognize some names here. It's from The Guardian, uh, which is very weird that it's here. <laughs> is this the thing I sent you in the other Happy night? birthday, Barbara. Yes. So I'll just read this. for a second. We don't usually do this, but this is, I find this delectable. It's like a society piece. It, yeah. Which is weird because it's The Guardian. It's well, like, you know I love my Don't you guys pieces. usually just report on how great the Knesset is? I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> even by the exacting social standards of Conrad Black, it was, uh, who's Conrad Black? I don't know. He's like m- major fraudster, big time, like publishing, banking, local, whatever. Big time crazy guy. Well, as you'll see here, he's a good husband too. So even by the exacting social standards of Conrad Black, it was a gathering of quite staggering opulence. There were six billionaires in the room, plus a Rockefeller, a Rothschild, uh, a selection of America's top broadcasters, and a comedian famed for dressing in drag as an aging Australian dowager. I don't, that, I'm not, I don't think, what? It's probably problematic now. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, oh, I can't say that. Nanette? No. No, that's, we might have to cut that part. Um... Anyways, uh, 
Court documents in America have shed new light on an infamous surprise party, blah, blah, blah. He did it for his fucking wife. I would, yeah, great. He, that's, that's, called, that's called being a simp right there. I would never spend a dime on anybody that's not me. Um, but there are quite a few people mentioned in this. Uh, the richest man in the room was Michael Bloomberg, the financial information wizard turned mayor of New York, whose uh, fortune is estimated by Forbes mag- magazine at $5.5 billion. This is in 2007, so I guess he's a made big increase. $57 billion since then. All right. He broke bread at the same table as the private equity magnate Henry Kravis, who is worth $2.6 billion. Pathetic. Although both of them apparently only turned up for dessert. Uh, which dessert, if that was food or people, we don't know. Uh, elsewhere in the room was flamboyant property developer Donald Trump, Donald Laudner, philanthropist Stone, blah, 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 blah. We got Mork Zuckerman there. And so Mork, Zucker- Mork Zuckerman is is a person I actually wanted to mention earlier because he is very tied up with Steve Ratner. Uh, he and Steve Ratner actually, when Steve Ratner left like his main banking career and started, I think, a private equity firm uh, called Quadrangle. Uh, he started name. with a horrible name. He started with Mort Zuckerman. Mort Zuckerman also uh, has a little bit of a nose for deals. He, uh, he uh, no, no, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. You did. And even you if, did. No, I really didn't. And even if I did, I can. Uh, <laughs> so he, so I'm sorry, Lee. It's not usually like this. I know. Yes, it is. Yes, it, yeah. Okay. Let me just continue. Mort Zuckerman and Jeffrey Epstein went into business together to buy a little something, a little hot media property called Radar Magazine uh, and attempted, I think, to spend $25 million on buying it. They were were business partners in that affair. Uh, But that's not the only uh, person connected to Jeffrey Epstein there. Jeffrey Epstein was also there. (laughs) And by the way, this is in 2007. So this is after Jeffrey Epstein has been arrested and served... uh, Perfunctory sentence. I mean, for I do molesting think children. That like, God, I I want to know so much about Epstein and Bloomberg because there's. I mean, he was the mayor. There's absolutely no way that Epstein did it. Like run in very close, at least fundraising circles. Well, it's not only not, it's not only as the mayor. It's I mean, he's also a Wall Street guy. Well, yeah, but I just mean like I mean Epstein was involved in so much stuff just in Manhattan that I you know. I would yeah. really love some real reporting on all of that, which we probably won't ever get. Yeah. Well, we also got, just to finish out the guest list, Anna Wintour, uh, sure. Evelyn de Rothschild, who I believe Jeffrey Epstein had sex with when she was an adult. Uh, uh, excuse me, Evelyn de Rothschild's spouse, uh, Lynn de Rothschild, and Henry Ford II's widow, which I didn't know Henry Ford named his son after himself, but uh, you want to talk about anti-Semites. That whole fucking family. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us, Lee. This is great. Thanks for yeah, having me. Yeah, I had a blast. Yeah, this was fun. Um, you guys are like Conspiracy Joe and Mika. What's up? <laughs> oh. You're Morning Joe, but Conspiracy. Speaking of Morning Joe, uh, guess what uh, Guess what program that Steve Ratner appeared? I fucking hate Steve Ratner, dude. He's a little... Uh, you can't see what hand motion I'm doing, but I'm doing one. Um... <laughs> Steve Ratner, uh, Steve Ratner appears on Morning Joe all the fucking time. Without disclosure, most of the time. Yep. Sometimes they disclose it. Most times they don't. And that's something that's very common. I, we we didn't know this earlier. I meant to. Something super common among Bloomberg surrogates, which is common among most people's, but not really Bernie's because you can kind of tell, um, is is that they just don't disclose that they're like intimately. I mean, he is Bloomberg's money manager. 
and he goes on as a surrogate and doesn't disclose. I mean, they do that for every. I mean, yeah, but that one's like a very blatant. I mean, he's the guy who manages all of his money. Yeah, Yeah, he's been attacking Bernie for the last year in that program. So exactly, Joe, by the way, makes eight million dollars a year. I I found out. So that's the other thing. It's. These motherfuckers. I hope you don't get paid a lot. Hey, Mika. I'm about to say Remember, we mentioned her on our 9-11 podcast. Yeah. Well, we just mentioned her. Oh, about that stuff. Not about yeah. my thing. Oh, stop it. Okay. Oh, uh, because of Joe her dad. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. Duh. I didn't even put together. Her dad was fucking Zbigniew Brzezinski. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a good episode. Thank you. Oh, wow. But damn. You're like a serious guy, too. So I'm like, that's that makes me feel good. Um, well, do you want to plug anything? I don't know. Oh, go to my Twitter. Yeah, go to his Twitter. It's good Twitter. Yeah, yeah. People Thank get you. mad at him all Appreciate the time, that. but yeah. he's he's. I'm always faving. I love it. I'm always faving. Why the not they retweet? Always I fave. Retweet. Oh, okay, all right. I I can't retweet. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, because you're locked. Don't also. Tell you know what happened don't. to that? I used to follow. Did you? You're just completely gone. I'm just totally gone. Oh, okay. They they, oh, they I yeah they uh they yeah also they such a distinctive voice you can't make another. Well, he uh, takes over sometimes on the. Don't say no. I don't. I don't. I don't because that does. I do not. Okay. Do that. Well, not him. Our, we hired definitely didn't get the account locked for twelve hours when they were feeling a little loosey goosey. Sorry, the, the guy from the Daily Beast who reported on the Bernie Bro being mean. I, some guy. You see that article? Oh, yeah, yeah. I found his the parents fucking trust fund bought him a million fucking half dollar condo with a leather refrigerator. In fucking Dumbo, and he's getting a guy fired for being a low-level... St- Fuck off. Well, because his normal gig is writing, like, TV recaps. Yeah. So, you know, to be clear, hitting journalism. Daily Beast or Chelsea Clinton, if I know you have connections there, if you are looking for a new guy to write TV recaps, I will both start write- watching TV and writing. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining us, Lee. Yeah, thanks. It was awesome. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, fuck off, listeners. <laughs> That's him. He's not here for the outro. They might get confused. That's him closing the... That's not a chick chick. That's what a, are you doing? I'm pretending like Lee's leaving right now. You're fucking... How do you not pick it up with what I'm doing? Because you're I'm pretending not like Lee's walking out the door. See you... See, oh, yeah. See you, Lee. <laughs> this is the gentle... Those are pitter-patter of his footsteps. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, that was fucking sick. That yeah. was one of my favorite interviews we've done. I think that... I could have gone on for like another hour. Yeah, I know. And I feel like we also barely scratched the surface of, like we didn't even really get into explaining dark money and how it moves through the political system. Luckily, uh, we we made Lee sign a, what's well, an NDA, but we made him sign a contract. That means uh, we can have him back whenever we want. That's right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that guy is Mr. Dark Money. Not doing it, but <laughs> writing about it. Yeah, he's excellent. We will link to uh, some of his pieces Yeah, about Bloomberg, but you should definitely uh, read up on his writing. It's incredibly informative. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it is. It is it's really good also because you're not going to see a lot of that stuff reported, especially not in that way from pretty much anybody. But, well, yeah. people at Intercept, but specifically Lee yeah, is like the definitely. guy on that shit. 
Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, do we have anything? Do we got to cover anything? I don't think so. I think that was it. Fuck, my throat hurts. Why? I'm not sick. Don't, 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 don't get me twisted. But I, because I, it's, it's a, yeah, I'll tell you yeah. afterwards. It's not cum. Um, <laughs> it's, I know I was going to say that. Yeah, that uh, was not where, what I was thinking. Oh, okay. Well, cool. <laughs> that makes me feel good. All right, uh, all right, all right. Uh, guys, we're going to see you next time. I'm Liz. My name is Brace Bloomberg. We are joined by my faithful... No, no I'm not going to say faithful manservant. We are going to join by my rival uh, for the affections of the hands of... Uh, I'm trying to think of a woman's name. Dorothy... Doris Day. Dorothy Day? The Catholic worker lady. We're trying to... We're trying, we're trying to date her. Uh, Jung Chomsky. <laughs> and that was another episode of True or Not. All right. Bye-bye. Whoa, I did the bye-bye wrong. <laughs> you did do the bye-bye wrong. Hold on. Don't stop recording. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? That was weird. Are you still recording? Yeah, Speak, woman. Don't fuck us up like that. Do it right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Fuck.